Welcome to the Creative Tools podcast. My name is Ashay and I'm immensely passionate about using technology for creativity. On this podcast, I talk to various creators about what tools and technology they use to be creative. My guest today is Mandar Kulkarni. Mandar is a pioneering podcaster in a regional Indian language Marathi. He hosts a podcast called Vishwa Sawad, means dialogue with the world. He has an English video podcast as well called The Agile Planet. Mandar is also a filmmaker and has made two short films. As a published author, Mandar has published two books. The first book is in English on leadership and the second book is a collection of interviews from his Marathi podcast. Mandar works as an agile coach. He is a practicing personal and business coach helping clients in improving their personal and business lives. Hello Mandar, thanks for visiting my podcast. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Great. So let's dive right in. Uh, my first question is what do you create? Um, at present, I can say that I create uh, podcasts and also I create um, Zoom based um, event, which is um, which is a edutainment, infotainment kind of programs um, using Zoom. So mm-hmm. those are the two creative uh, things I'm involved in. Earlier, I have created uh, movies that is if that fits into your creation uh, definition and uh, i have recently created a book based on my podcast as well so that is another area of creation so you are a writer you are a podcaster and you are a filmmaker is that correct yeah we can say that yes okay great all right um so we can focus on any one of these uh, creations or uh, all of those creations uh, i am indifferent to that so uh, whatever questions that i am going to ask you next mm-hmm. uh, you can take references from all of these creations and then answer okay. so the first question is so i am a filmmaker too so in filmmaking usually there are three steps uh, pre production production and post production so yeah. just like that i am approaching this for creations mm-hmm. so for a creation let's talk about pre creation creation and post creation so the first uh, question is about pre creation so for pre creation before creating anything creators usually need uh, inspiration and then they they uh, once the inspiration hits they have to record it somewhere and then when they are creating they need to retrieve it mm-hmm. uh, so for recording so do you also uh, experience the same um with inspiration for your creations and how do you record and how do you retrieve uh, your inspirations okay so my podcast is interview based podcast of uh, marathi people all over the world who are doing some unique work which is um not necessarily the social work it could be in any area and these people are not celebrities that means um, my entire objective is to uh, recognize their um, their different way of working and working without seeing any tangible benefits in it still doing it for the sake of doing it or doing it because they enjoy doing it so those are the people who i uh, interview 
Now, um, inspiration for that age comes from various sources to me. Um, initially, when I started, I had a few uh, people uh, in my mind that, um, but over the period of time, many people have asked me this question because uh, until now, I have published around 65 episodes of my podcast and everybody first asked me this question, where do you get these people from? Because these are the Marathi people and they go in a very, very, very wide range of activities that they get involved into. For example, the latest podcast which I published just a couple of days back, it's a, it's a very young entrepreneur in India um, who is creating, uh, I would say, for lack of any specific word, I would say gadgets or aid tools for paraplegic and old pets like dogs and cats. Hmm. So he has developed uh, a kind of a wheel cart, which um, if a dog is injured in his back, then uh, the, he provides him that cart so that his back is supported and then he can walk easily. Hmm. Or if the dog is very old and moving him from here to there is difficult, he has created a kind of a carry bag for a dog, which hmm. is in form of a jacket. Hmm. Um, so that that is one uh, example of what range um, uh, I'm talking about. Hmm. And the other range I can talk to you about is a guy in India in a very small, extremely small village um, who is a trained librarian. So he has a degree in library science. He works as a librarian in one of the government libraries, but his passion for books is so much that on his weekend holidays, he puts all the books, whatever he has collected and takes them out to nearby villages in a bullock cart. Just because he wants to spread, spread the word and passion about book love, books and love about books and so people should read that. So these are the people, uh, it, I'm just giving you two examples of the wide range in which um, I have found people to. Where do I find them? That's a great question and the answer is mostly uh, I keep on exploring a lot of uh, social media, almost um, uh, majority of them come to me from Facebook. Uh, newspapers, articles and when I talk to people uh, somebody tells me about it and these days uh, what started happening is uh, when I have interviewed a few people their um, people in their circle has approached me saying that oh why don't you interview this person mm -hmm. so that has also happened and of course um, I have my own uh, criteria how to select my guest and that criteria is extremely simple when I hear about some person and his work if the things if I feel that oh my god I have never heard about somebody doing this work then that's my guest hmm. so inspiration is as simple as that so where do I get inspiration just like that and I have got uh, all these people 65 people I have talked to uh, until now all of them have come from all these sources, social media, newspapers, interacting with people, friends and references. Mm. So let's talk about recording and retrieving. So you heard about someone, let's say on social media or uh, you heard from, about that person from someone else. How do you record the information that you just received? So typically um, as my own scratch pad, I keep on writing the notes mm. that uh, I have heard about this person and this is a specialty, where did I hear about it? Hmm. So I keep on creating a list, it's a kind of a product backlog and the backlog item keeps on growing all the time because um, it doesn't happen that uh, I contact or I know a person and I can interview him next. 
there are thousands of um, reasons why uh, the recording or the person may not be uh, yeah. coming on my podcast in the near future. So I keep on creating a list which is a simple spreadsheet in which uh, I maintain that and um, then I start going through each and every uh, item or the person on the list trying to get in touch with that and then deciding upon whether that person is available, comfortable, when we want to do the interviews and all that. So that way it's a very simple manual process. Hmm. Ideally it could be done in a simple diary or notebook, but hmm. typically I use a spreadsheet. So when you record this information in a spreadsheet and uh, the, the recording time of uh, the information and actually creating a podcast with that person, hmm. there may be several months yeah. several weeks uh, in between them yes. so that duration is it dependent on the availability of the person or is it dependent on what you want to create at a certain point in future no it depends on first my schedule my availability hmm. second is that person's uh, i'm getting in touch with that person because many times i don't get in touch with that person for some other reason the example i gave you about the person who takes books around it took after i noted his name and i thought that i should talk to him it took me around eight months to reach out to him because he lives in a, such a remote village mm -hmm. and um, his phone was not working i have got that number and i'm trying to contact him and somehow my phone is not going through after a lot of time i realized that uh, I got the information that, oh, I should use his brother's phone number to get in touch with him. Mm. And that way, it took a lot of time. And once I, I got connected with him, then convincing him and then preparing took some few more times. I, I would say it took, for him at least, it took around 10 months to get the interview recorded. Mm. So the reason I ask this question is like, for example, when I make films, um, mm. because I make films, I also watch a lot of films to understand how content is created around me. Mm. Uh, and let's say I find something re really inspirational. Uh, mm. I have a system of like a self group where I'm the only member on WhatsApp and I just text it to myself. Okay. Mm. And, um, but the thing is, I may not be able to use that inspiration right away because I may not be doing any film project at that time. Correct. But I may do the film project, let's say two years later, and then that time I have to remember that I recorded that inspiration two years ago. Yeah. So it kind of depends on which project I'm working on. And if I actually want to do the project, it doesn't depend on the uh, the actual inspiration or the actual uh, recording of the inspiration and whether the inspiration or the person is available to talk to. And that's why I asked the question, uh, the relation the between inspiration and creation. is monthly. So every month I typically need to publish an interview. And hmm. so I'm always looking for what is next. Ideally, I like to keep uh, three or four interviews bank ready mm. so that I can push it on. I generally push it, uh, publish it on the last day of the month. Mm -hmm. But because of all those factors, sometimes I'm so hard pressed for time that I release it at 12 o'clock at night to just to make sure that I have published it at that time. Hmm. Um, earlier when I used to do in the earlier stages of my podcast, now I'm doing it for five and a half years. Earlier I used to do every two weeks and hmm. at time I could manage to do um, the kind of a bank, but hmm. these days I can't. Hmm. Okay. Um, 
now let's talk about the creation part like how do you actually create uh, the podcast so which tools yeah. do you and okay and another thing so um so usually th- this is what i have experienced for creations okay so what what there there are two major steps mm-hmm. in creating something one is to build a prototype really really fast like for example if you are making a film you build a storyboard yeah. and that's that's the prototype of your mm-hmm. film then what happens with that prototype is it helps you build the creation in your head first mm-hmm. before you actually make the creation with your hands and mm-hmm. then the process uh, takes place of actually creating the creation in front of your eyes which is mm-hmm. basically uncovering what's unnecessary and mm-hmm. then figuring out uh, to reach the destination that i already have in my head mm-hmm. so so building a prototype and shaping a prototype are like in in my mind that's what i have experienced as yeah. like two main steps of creation so right. do you also experience something similar or uh, do you have any other creation uh, process and what tools do you use to do that if you if you think about that prototyping thing for podcast that doesn't fit well but i can tell you what happens to me if okay. i learn about a person i want to take interview i try to get in touch with that person just as an introductory dialogue to understand what that person is and that introductory dialogue covers lot many things which um, may be useful or may not be useful for the actual podcast hmm. but that gives me pretty wide scope or wide lens to look at the person from various perspectives um and understanding it and then based on that i try to jot down around 8 to 10 questions and share it uh, with that person whether uh, these are the persons whether that person is uh, ready to answer them or should i make any changes or have i missed any important area of uh, his work that i want to talk about that i should be including so i share those questions we finalize those questions answers uh, we keep we let them keep on uh, thinking we don't discuss them earlier but um, i generally i know what they are going to talk about and then uh, actual interview when it happens uh, some questions uh, come to me impromptu and i don't edit them i just ask them and the person answers that the thing like that great mm-hmm. that's how uh, happens so uh, the first introductory call that you just mentioned do you kind of have a template for it that you follow no i just keep on talking to any new person i would meet uh, i give them the background that this is how i learned about uh, the person maybe i already introduced myself to them that this is what i do these are my previously done podcast please uh, take a look at them and let me know if you are interested in joining my podcast and all that so they have some kind of background uh but uh, when i talk to them there is no template i just fo- freely talk to, talk with them how do you record uh, that uh, that information that you gathered in the introductory call is it just based on your memory yeah it's i just keep it in my mind because typically after that introductory call immediately i jot down the questions mm-hmm. and send it across so that uh, whatever was at that time doesn't get lost has it ever happened that you didn't have time after the introductory call to write down the questions and then you struggled to remember what happened in the introductory call later delays happen in between but i have not struggled to uh, gather the questions so delays happen invariably happen in the okay. sense the ideal situation is i finish a call i write an email but it's not practically it's not that quick hmm. 
and how do you write down these questions just by hand or in some no i send tool? them in an email in an email okay Okay, great. Um, now let's talk about the post creation. So um, now the podcast is ready. Uh, and now uh, podcasts are ready, let's say a bank of podcasts is ready. Like how do you release? How do you distribute? And how do you market your podcast? Yeah. And what tools so, do you use? I think we missed the po um, a step in between, which is the recording the podcast. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. So earlier stages, I started in 2017. At that time, um, I used Skype, hmm. but Skype did not have a recording feature. So I purchased a software which sits on top of Skype, hmm. which allowed me to record the Skype calls. Hmm. And then when that recorded file is available, I used to edit it in Audacity and then uh, release it. Now, uh, last few uh, months, when especially Zoom became so uh, popular hmm. and I started using Zoom, whether I use, do a audio podcast or audio video podcast, I use Zoom in any case so that my recording is video recording and then I edit it using Camtasia, uh, which is again a video editing software. And most of the times these days, I just use the audio part of it and then complete the podcast recording. So even the audio part, audio editing part of the podcast is done in Camtasia? Yeah. Okay. So for that editing, do you have uh, templates in Camtasia that you use and then you just basically replace the audio file? Yeah, in the sense, uh, my, uh, my podcast template has got simple thing, right? introductory signature tune right. uh, along with uh, just an introductory uh, uh, thing that is a signature tune and then uh, the actual podcast and then there is an outro so intro hmm. actual thing and outro hmm. so uh, signature tune and outros are recorded so hmm. they are kind of templated hmm. so i uh, use those ready-made or readily available audio files and since uh, my audio podcasts are published even if they are only audio, they are published on YouTube. So I, I create a kind of a image or um, a thumbnail picture hmm. will, uh, which will be on the screen all the time. Even if the podcast is playing on YouTube right. for that, I use, um, Google drawings where I have a template ready. I got it developed by a commercial or graphical artist hmm. and, um, I just paste the name of the person, his description, his picture and my new uh, template gets created, that templates remains as a visual hmm. from the uh, audio uh, podcast. Right. Audio gets added to that. And this raw material that you have, like the, the thumbnail or your intro, outro and your actual podcast, where hmm. do you store these files? All, all of them are stored on my uh, uh, network drive at home. So, I have a, a kind of a dedicated folder where all the shareable or the reusable components are stored. Hmm. And um, uh, for Camtasia, now I have a Camtasia based template, one file ready, where I can use the same file again and again by renaming it, where I replace only the uh, current, hmm. uh, current person's video and edit it and everything gets together. So the, the, the Camtasia project you're talking about. So I think you, you, yeah, so you create copies of the project and then 
for every single uh, project you will replace the file so but then camtasia is just an assembly software so you you yeah. still have to store the raw material somewhere outside um, on my on my drive on my network drive in my mom. so when you say network drive what do you mean like is it's a cloud drive or network drive within your home no network drive within my home uh, what does what does it internal, mean um, kind of a shared um, uh, one tb or two tb hard disk which is um, uh, local network drive we have created and uh, all the laptops uh, on, on our home are connected over there so that whenever naturally after some time uh, my laptop this space gets full so we keep on moving our backup over there and some uh, items which i frequently need and which, which are pretty large i have started keeping it in that network drive at home only it's not a it's not on cloud it's so that means you can't share those files with a link with anyone else. Those are your network no, I, uh, I files. I don't share them with them, anybody. Okay. I don't need to as well. I understand, but it's a network drive for your home, on your home network. Looks yes, like. on my okay. home network. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, let's talk about the release part. So release, distribution, and marketing. How do you do it? All right. So once I create um, an audio, uh, when I edit the video really and finally uh, because I want to make sure that the entire package is ready in form in a video form mm. and then I taking out audio becomes very easy. So I edit the complete video as if it's a video podcast but mm. final, once it is final then I take out the audio. Mm. And then you have to do the some kind of a post processing for the audio right levels and mm. all those things. So I use an online service called Ophonic, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C, hmm. hmm. which has got two hours of um, audio processing free every month. Hmm. So it's straightforward. You have to just upload your raw, raw audio file and uh, give the name of the output file and just tell them that what are the features that you want. I want to reduce the hum. I want to keep a particular uh, bitrate and all those settings I have already uh, created over there. Hmm. Within a few minutes, maybe a couple of minutes or maximum three, four minutes, the completely processed um, releasable audio file comes out, out of that. I download that file and that is what becomes my podcast uh, distribution file. So that is, that is the release part. Now, how do you... Um... Like release meaning it the creation is now released from yourself. Like so now now you are not going to make any changes to it. Oh. So so how do you distribute it now? Right. So for audio podcast, I have been using a podcast uh, server called Podbean, hmm. and that is what I have been using right from the beginning. So I upload it on Podbean, um, and um, Podbean allows me to write little text associated with it. So I have a template that for every podcast, um, I have what information I need to share. Uh, so I complete that uh, template, like uh, it's both in Marathi as well as in English because my podcast is in Marathi. So title of the podcast, uh, description of who the guest is, and then all the standard credits that produced by Prayer mm -hmm. Arts, which is my company and all that. And then uh, all the social media uh, uh, links and for, one additional thing I have to do is the tagging of that particular episode, tags of that episode. All that uh, remains in one of the Google Docs and like I take a copy after copy after copy for every new podcast. And that um, 
part that entire big file becomes part of my YouTube's uh, description part. Huh. That that I majoritarily use in YouTube because um, there is where people see it. For Podbean, they don't see it. So only title and uh, one-liner description I put in Podbean. But on YouTube, I put a lot of things. So for Podbean, uh, I don't think you can export, sorry, import this file, right? So you have to manually select text and add it as a title, manually yeah. select it, add it as a description. But however, for YouTube, you can, you still have to do manually, but YouTube, just since it's just one text box for description, right. you can copy, copy Google Doc and then paste it. So Google Doc is another tool that you use yes. to maintain the information about your released podcast. Right. Correct. Okay. Um, okay. So this is uh, adding it to Podbean and adding it to YouTube. Now, how do you market so it? Same content uh, I take and um, little bit by doing little bit tweaking, I use it for, for Facebook and Instagram posts. Hmm. And how again, do you how do you do a long video on Instagram? No, no. Um, I just put a link over there. Oh, okay. Because all my descriptions always have a URL uh, because my podcast is always published on YouTube, right? Hmm. So for one one point uh, to note here is um, uh, whenever I upload it on YouTube, YouTube gives its own link, right? Mm -hmm. but it's pretty cryptic and I don't like uh, that crypticness. So I use a tool called Tiny URL hmm. where um, I can customize that link. Hmm accordingly so uh vishwasamar is my podcast name earlier vishwasamar was the only thing now it is on youtube so vs dash yt is my description to tell that and episode number and the initials of the person so if your episode is number 11 then the file name will be tinyurl.com slash vs dash yt dash 11 dash aj so that is my standard and all my um, all my uh, episodes have that link and that link is part of my uh, description. So um, I don't uh, add videos on YouTube, uh, sorry, on uh, Facebook or um, Instagram. I just add these links. And then uh, do you store the information? I know the Google Docs thing that you said, which is the description of your podcast, but then do you store this database of release podcasts with their links somewhere in a spreadsheet or something like that? Like mm -hmm. if, if I ask you, can you send me links of all your 65 podcasts? Will you be able to do that by copy pasting that from some document? Earlier, I used to maintain my website um, about this podcast and there used to be a single kind of index mm -hmm. which list, uh, name of the person, um, one liner about that person and uh, episode name. But mm -hmm. these days I don't. Hmm. It, it so, is a good idea that I should do that. Okay. Okay. Um, and then when releasing it to Facebook or releasing it to Instagram, uh, do you use any post scheduling softwares or you release it whenever you release the episode manually? Yeah, I don't use any releasing software. I use manually. So then for manual uh, uploading, do you also have a template for that? Like which, what image you should upload to uh, Instagram the thumbnail image that I have used in my video. I keep the same thumbnail image. There is no separate. What about the post text and hashtags? That also comes from the Google doc because I have 
kept everything in that okay uh, origin, uh, the text social media text for the posts that is what the title of the file is so i can once i have created that almost everything could be reused uh, in all these um, locations but then uh, let's say you are posting it to instagram hmm. uh, you have do you post it i think you can only post with an uh, with a phone right i don't think you can do it uh, i don't think you can post with your laptop or computer okay. can you post to instagram using a laptop okay so then then copying and pasting text could be easy but then if you were yeah. only using phone then you have to open the google doc on phone then yeah <laughs> copy text no, that would be a I, I have been using my usage of instagram is very low i should really increase that but somehow it has not clicked with me <laughs> mm-hmm. for facebook i know i mean facebook you can uh, release with yeah. um, instagram also i could do that okay so next question is uh, so what is the biggest challenge you face in your creation process finding the time finding the time to do the to entire, entire process. process so out of that um interviewing cannot be outsourced hmm. that's what i need to do hmm. but i would prefer if i get some help um for editing my audio video and doing all the remaining part once the once the uh recording is available uh, releasing it production productionizing it hmm. uh would be um would i would love to get that but perhaps i'll have to spend money on that which i don't want because i don't earn any money out of this hmm. so hmm. i try to save that money for uh, podcast uh, server i have to spend money because hmm. i keep on my uh, previous episodes as well available hmm. youtube is fortunately free uh but editing i believe it's a little bit expensive uh, uh even if i outsource it hmm. so i try to avoid that maybe um once if if i really get hard pressed for time uh, then maybe i'll think about it but at least until now i am not finding so, that time is the only challenge because i do this uh, in my full time job right after doing hmm. my Job, so. Mm-hmm. so have you used any automations or process improvement using already available tools so this ofone tool has got tremendous right. amount of uh, automations available but i don't use any of these but that is only for productions like you you these days there are tools to even post it uh, to instagram uh, right so, the buff, uh, tools like buffer right buffer is one there is another service called make so yeah. um, so all those are uh, good services but they are in really pretty expensive in my opinion like minimum i when i did a research minimum they take around 30 dollars a month hmm. and my post is once a month so hmm. it doesn't make to spend 30 dollars uh, yeah. on just becoming a subscriber on that hmm. if i am doing 10 uh, podcasts then perhaps it will make sense but for one it doesn't make sense so i use a service called make.com uh, which mm. is uh, which is a service which is a kind of like a no code platform mm. and for buffer and all other hootsuite or all those those things right you have to go into buffer and then uh, schedule your posts mm. but what what make does is um, you can connect your google sheet with instagram or you can connect your google sheet with uh, twitter let's say mm-hmm. and then it and then all you do is you keep adding your uh, posts or uh, files to links to your files on your google sheet and 
at a set frequency it will automatically take that file that row and then post it to these platforms so oh, uh, so it and it it's pretty inexpensive by the way i mean yes it has a it has a free plan too but it also has a inexpensive uh, plan I, I which i use uh, yeah we can talk about it in in at length i can show you what i do because i use yeah. that for my instagram post and the same post that i uh, create gets published to twitter instagram whatsapp <laughs> and professional instagram post like in a second and directly from I'm, google i'm Sheets. really looking forward for that kind of thing so yeah, that that, that will that completely take away your distribution uh, uh, workflow out of your hands, and it is pretty astonishing. Anyway, yes. um, so uh, the next question is: uh, How has digital technology impacted your creation process? It's all dependent on completely dependent on digital, other than me interviewing people. Hmm. So it is the the backbone of all what I'm doing. Without that, I would not have been able to do it. Right. Had I have been, uh, had I required to be setting up the audios and microphones and everything, perhaps I would have got bored because that's not my core competency. Even for that, recording, I use simple, um, right. simple recording like what I'm recording with you. So let's. Uh, so let me uh, rephrase the question: How has cloud technology impacted your creation process? How much cloud do I use? I don't think I use anything in cloud. So the reason I'm asking is like when I create podcasts, I used to use the same tools that you were you were talking about. Uh, hmm. Like I used to um, record on my machine. I used to edit in Audacity. I used to use like uh, editors like Camtasia, which were like installed softwares on my machine. So I was bound to my machine. Hmm. Uh, these days. This entire workflow is in cloud. So I record in browser, I edit in browser, <laughs> I I publish from browser, and oh. I, I I put it in my Google Sheets, and then from there Google Sheets. There is a Sheets, lot to learn from you, I believe. <laughs> so 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 now my machine, I am free of my machine. Like I don't I don't uh, use, and that's the thing that I think has happened in technology, um, and how it has helped creators. Like with digital, it. Uh, it gave a uh, immense power to creators to make a choice rather than a decision. Mm. Uh, like uh, initially, even everything was analog. You, if you uh, have a stroke of paint on canvas, and yeah. if you wanted to try something different, you had to use another canvas. Yeah. But with digital, if you, if you use a digital stroke, you could make a copy of it. You could change its form, change yeah. its color, and now you have a choice to choose from two different creations of yours. So that's a pivotal shift that happened for creators uh, where decision to choice. And the second thing that happened with cloud is mm -hmm. it made them free uh, from their workstations. So wow. you could create anywhere you want. And yeah. it, it, it kind of like for painters or every, everywhere, you, you could be close to your inspiration and mm -hmm. create. Yes. Which is uh, which kind of took away the burden of recording the inspiration in your head or something yeah. like that. Um, you you could go anywhere and create. And now the third thing that's happening is with uh, machine learning and AI is the they the tools are not just tools. They could they have a power of becoming companions for creativity. Hmm. And uh, and that is something that I I. I uh, 
um, I experience a lot uh, these mm-hmm. days and that's why I'm doing this podcast to understand like how people are using different tools okay. uh, for, for creating. It would be okay. interesting to learn about uh, what others uh, tell yeah. you. So another question I have is, uh, so I, I have experienced this myself, like whenever I'm editing a film or whenever I'm creating something, sometimes I feel really lonely. Like I, I feel extremely lonely with my creations and mm. I wish like there was a companion with me um, mm. uh, to help me out or something like that. So do you feel lonely for your creations when you are creating something? Not really. I think okay. that gives me my own time to be with myself. Okay. I think what happens with me is it becomes like a paralysis thing. It's like a creative block uh, mm. where uh, if if only someone could... Uh, tell me what to do or not tell me what to do but like give me uh, uh, give me some options to choose mm. from or something like that suggest, then it suggest something or give me like a nudge or yeah. a push uh, that will try this out ha, correct correct uh, and uh, and that doesn't happen and that then the entire burden of creativity comes on me and <laughs> that, and then it, it, it bec- I start to feel lonely sometimes yeah uh, anyway, so last question I have is, um, what is your vision for your own creations? Well, I'm, I'll need a little bit more uh, explanation about what exactly you want. So, and we can frame this question around tools. Like you are using uh, some tools right now. This is yeah. a creative tools podcast. You're using some tools right now uh, for your creations based mm-hmm. on uh, the technology that's um, getting developed around you uh, based on what you are reading, what you are seeing, do you see yourself creating uh, in a different manner in future than what you are doing right now? I think based on what I learned from you just now, I think I need to explore all these tools for doing it in browser. Mm. That is the first thing that I'm looking forward to. Mm. And second thing is this distribution as well as marketing of it, marketing of the content, because mm. I have noticed that I fall a lot short mm-hmm. in the marketing efforts. Mm. Uh, those are very, very important. So I need to explore that. And there is where I really need to spend more time on. Okay. Okay, great. Uh, thanks a lot, Mandar, for your time. It was great talking with you. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you are a creator, I would love to talk with you. Please connect with me through my website or social media. See you in the next episode.